Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, it's my pleasure to share the Word of God with you once again. Uh, living in extremely difficult times and uh, it has been a rough week to say the least. Um, so I just want to walk through how I'm processing certain things that's happening in our community. Uh, it's going to revolve around how do we process loss and disappointment. Um, see, in this broken world, loss and disappointment in some form or the other we always face so it's important to know how to navigate loss and disappointment uh, on the outset there are you know um i see three ways of processing loss and disappointment everybody faces loss and disappointment Law. loss can be anything for that matter uh, especially the death of a loved one and all these things so usual ways of dealing with this is one is to just get offended with God and just say, ah, I don't believe there is any God out there. I don't believe there is God and become an atheist. <laughs> right? Uh, I do understand why people come to such conclusions because of pain. But that is a conclusion that doesn't help anyone especially the one coming to that conclusion uh, they just sink into more despair and uh, hopelessness um, so yeah that is one option that people often fall into but that's not a great option and the other religious option is to somehow say uh, it's God's will. To say it's God's will. That is how religion process loss and disappointment. Almost every religion, including Christian religion especially, uh, somehow wants to believe that because of their understanding of God's sovereignty, right? That's a big word. Okay. Um, God's sovereignty in the sense nothing happens or to put it in con uh, the, that is not the definition, but this is how religion defines it. God is in control. 
since god is in control and since god is sovereign since god's all powerful and nothing happens without his will um so for example they would take this verse which says uh, uh, without god's knowledge not even a sparrow will fall to the ground not even a sparrow will fall to the ground so they will take that verse and they would build you know god knows the number of hairs in your head right so we'll take such verses and say nothing happens outside god's will so as much as we don't understand why this person died why this accident happened why this loss happened why this thing happened it is god's will it is god's will this is the uh conclusion that religion comes to which i feel is very very uh damaging i understand most of the body of christ process loss and disappointment like that oh it's god's will it's god's plan there is something mysteriously good about this that we don't understand right now god's ways are higher uh, my ways are not your ways you know all sorts of verses here and there taken out of context put together the conclusion is it's god's will and we don't have right to question god so uh believing it to be god's will for a greater good god has allowed this in our life and go on through this life and when we get to heaven everything will be made all right is one of the ways of processing loss and disappointment somehow it uh, kind of gives people um some framework to go through it yeah but i used to believe this years ago no uh, say 13 uh 13 14 years ago i used to believe this uh but i no longer do believe that for the reason because god's will is clearly revealed in the person of jesus jesus is god's perfect theology okay jesus it's god's perfect theology jesus is god's will revealed so anything and everything you look at the life of jesus and you say oh it's not fitting into the life of jesus then it's not god's will uh if oh it's not fitting into the life of jesus then it's not perfect theology so jesus is god's perfect theology so how he deals with sickness how he deals with death is very clearly you know evident in the life of jesus how he deals with it uh people often argue that jesus did not heal everyone i would say it is very safe to say from scriptures that jesus did heal everyone 
who came to him looking for help okay uh, that that much it's safe to say you know mm, whoever came to jesus asking to be healed not one was turned away whoever believed jesus saying i need your healing touch okay was never turned away without being healed so that's much it's very crystal clear so healing is god's will and somebody dying of a sickness is just not god's will um why do we call it as god's will is because we think saying it that way would give us the strength to go through those things but that for me is damaging the nature and character of god and that is calling evil as good that is calling uh what bible calls as an enemy a friend uh so that brings a lot of complications for me so this option for me is equally damaging like this one so what is the third option of dealing with uh loss and disappointment how do we do that that is what i want to talk about today you know um um uh, bill johnson has greatly greatly helped in putting to words of what i'm about to say um i'm so grateful for pastor bill johnson and bethel community uh because it is not easy to be contending you know at at a particular point he said things would be much easier if we don't believe that things can be better yeah things would be much easier if we don't believe things can be better if we just say oh this is how it's going to be in fact it's going to become worse from now on so when you start expecting the worst to happen then there is no disappointment are you getting what i'm saying oh this person died not only that person everyone will die and anyone can die any moment get ready for it always be ready you know covid is not going to go away it's just going to be here till every loss last fellow of us drop dead on this planet it's going to be like that you know expecting things to become bad and worse because this is end times this is how it's going to be will obviously will not lead to any disappointment because you're not expecting anything to become better so it is easier that way but when you believe heaven on earth when you believe you know the prayer that jesus taught the disciples to pray let thy kingdom come let thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven and when you take the commandments of jesus serious and it says go heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out the demons freely you have received freely you give you know when you take these commandments of jesus seriously and believe that you are here to channel heaven's culture heaven's power and heaven's dominion on earth by cooperating with god on earth when you believe that and when things don't happen that's where 
you know, you need to know how to process loss and disappointment. And it's so important uh, to learn this. Uh, otherwise, you can never develop a supernatural community who would learn to grieve a loss without losing hope. Okay. First thing I want you to know is it's absolutely okay to grieve a loss. Okay. You should uh, know the difference between grieving and other things. Okay. Grieving is okay. Let me put you put put it this way. What is okay and what is not okay. Grieving is okay. But being hopeless is not okay. Grieving is okay. But blaming and shaming is not okay. See, let me talk about blaming and shaming. Blame and shame can work in multiple ways while you're facing a loss and disappointment. Oh, you should have done this. You shouldn't have done that. If only you had done this, things would have not been in this place. So all such narratives running in your head, blaming yourself, blaming others, blaming uh, everyone around you. So that is one thing. And the other is shaming. Oh, you're not a good spouse. You're not a good parent. Oh, you didn't love well. No, you didn't do this well. You didn't do that well. Uh, you're not worthy. Shaming. So blaming and shaming, it's a dangerous mix. It might look like grieving on the outside, but it is not grieving. It is blaming and shaming. And that is not going to help you move forward. It is just going to make you spiral into darkness and depression and anxiety. And uh, that is going to show up on your health again. And that is going to, you know, uh, result in further loss and further disappointment and create more pain in the community. So uh, you're not grieving. If, you, if you're grieving well, uh, I will tell you how to grieve well in, in, uh, in some time. But I want you to know that if you're grieving well, you would heal and you would move forward. But when you do not know to grieve well and you think being hopeless and blaming and shaming, that is what is grieving, then you are not helping yourself or helping anyone else around you. So blaming and shaming is not okay. And there is also a different kind of shame, right? Uh, you feel shame about disappoint, being disappointed, right? You're disappointed with God and you're feeling shame that you're feeling disappointed with God because you know God is good. And you're like, you're battling within yourself. You know, I'm having this question. Oh, why did God do this? Why did God do this? Why did God do this? But you know that... God is good or so you have you are split within yourself so you're not even able to visit your disappointment you're not able even able to allow your heart to question certain things 
because theologically god is good is what you ought to believe and uh you know you can't question that is also a religious shame so all these things are not okay so how do we grieve how do we grieve we we go to the presence and we are absolutely raw with our emotions okay whatever you're feeling you're feeling cheated you're feeling betrayed you're feeling let down you're feeling disappointed feeling confused you're feeling angry you're feeling mad whatever you're feeling you can tell god what you're feeling be absolutely raw with our emotions without any religious pretense without any religious pretense you go stand before god pour out your emotions and said this is what you're feeling and it's okay to be absolutely raw with emotions but it is not okay to accuse god even if you feel like accusing god god is not going to fall off the throne but i'm telling you you know uh you sh- should have what is your bedrock foundation of your life what is your bedrock foundation of your life that is so so important see if it is important to have this bedrock foundation of your life on which your whole life and paradigm your perspective your world view everything stands on this one thing which is god is good god is absolutely good if something wrong is happening his hand is not involved in that there is no problem on his side of the equation God is absolutely absolutely good and he always always means good for you. He always plans good things for you. He never plans evil things. Sickness is evil. Death is evil. You know, uh all these nonsense that's happening right now is just not good. Right? It's it's plain evil and God is not behind those evil god is absolutely good he is the father of light in whom there is no shadow of turning you know uh every good and g- perfect gift comes from the father from above you know so having this as the bedrock foundation of your life is absolutely necessary for us to go through life in this fallen world otherwise we are in a very very bad shape so when you know that god is good 
and when you because you believe god is good and because god is good and you have called these things as evil and you believe that god has asked you to fight against these evil and in your fight you face a setback and you're disappointed right you can go to god and say god i feel you didn't back me up this time because we know that you're good and we know that this is not right and we know that you have commanded us to go against these things and that's why we are going against these things but we have faced a major setback and we feel that you haven't backed us up you let us down we feel cheated or whatever it is you can tell absolutely whatever emotion you can tell you can tell but don't accuse and leave don't blame and leave the presence stay there so first one is be absolutely honest second is don't leave stay in the presence till your heart is filled with his peace where he has to comfort you with a word you know he will do it he will definitely do it he's a, such a good father my goodness he will definitely do it because if you leave the presence if you don't address that root of bitterness see you know when you uh the root of bitterness has to be addressed because you know uh otherwise you would start justifying unbelief your heart will secretly build up a case against god you might you know just push it out push aside the whole thing and say yeah life is like that it happens and you just keep going but when you keep going like that your heart starts building a case against god and um next time something happens next time somebody falls sick your heart will say don't pray it's not going to work it will start legitimizing unbelief it will start legalizing unbelief it's no good to pray it's no good to believe anyway why you are legalizing unbelief right now is because we never took time to address this case that has been being built against god in our hearts during the previous disappointment are you following what i'm saying what i'm saying is super duper important so in the thick of the moment where loss and pain and is just right in front of your face it is important to go into the presence and be absolutely honest with your emotions and don't leave until he has spoken to you especially you know um you might have heard a word saying that person will come through and there might be have been so many confirmations that you know there where you received prophetic words and promises that this person will, would make it 
but finally that person dies then everything becomes questionable your capacity to hear god becomes questionable you know promises become questionable prophecies become questionable everything becomes questionable and when you don't address those things in the presence of god you know the case will be built and unbelief will be legalized bitterness will take root and the fruit of death will continue to be seen in the life you are going to god and saying lord these verses i received i believed that he will come through but he didn't make it i don't understand okay so that brings us to the third point it's okay not to understand it's okay to have a i don't know folder it's okay to have an i don't know folder i don't know why this happened i don't understand why this happened it's absolutely okay to have that see i don't know folder and here i know it's okay to put things why it didn't happen into i don't know folder but you should never change what you know because of the things that you don't know what do you know here you know god is good you know death and sickness is not good and it's not god's will you know these things how do you know these things you know it because of the person of jesus because of whom god has revealed himself in the person of jesus you know these things because of the person of jesus why in this particular incident it didn't happen that's absolutely okay i don't know i don't understand but never change what you know because of what you don't know never change what you know because of what you don't know because this has to be because see the commission never changes just because one of our family members faced sickness that doesn't change the commission of go heal the sick there was this particular incident in the old testament where i think you know israel was going against couple of tribes uh i'm not really sure of those details right now it's not in my mind i think 10 tribes were going against two tribes or something like that uh or 11 tribes going against one i'm not sure so but basically when they were going they faced a defeat they would pray and ask god and god would say go and they would go and they'll fa- face defeat lose men and they'll stop and pray again god you said go against them that's why we went 
Whenever you said go, we have never lost, faced a loss. But now we have faced a loss. Did we hear you wrong? God says, now go pursue. And they pursue again. Again, they face defeat, face a setback, face loss. They will lose men in battle. Again, they will ask God, God, how can this thing happen? We pursued. We believed. You asked us to pursue. And again, God will speak to them. No, pursue. And they will pursue and they will win the war. So why did they lose the first couple of times? I don't know. Neither do, did they find the reason, nor did God give them the reason. Why they lost? There can be hundred and one reasons. But at that point, what mattered was the command remained. The command remained. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. So while you're processing these things and not changing what you know based on what you don't understand and what you don't know. And from that place where you turn your affection towards God and start worshipping based on God's goodness, that is called a sacrifice of praise. See, when you worship in the midst of loss and disappointment and you say, God, you're still good, you're still faithful, I know you are not the reason for this thing. I know your heart is not for this thing because you are absolutely good. You are absolutely good. But I don't understand why this thing happened. But I still choose to worship you at this point because of your goodness and because of your faithfulness in my life. I thank God. I thank God for your healing power. Intentionally give thanks for God's healing that you have experienced in your own life and in, 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 in the life of people around you where, while you are facing a, a, a loss and a disappointment in that area. When you are facing a loss and disappointment in the area of finances, be intentional in giving thanks where you have been faithfully provided for in the past. Intentionally give thanks in those areas where you have currently facing loss and disappointment. Look for history with God and give thanks. And that becomes a sacrifice of praise. Why? See, people who are dead, who have moved on beyond the veil, joined the cloud of witnesses, they're in front of the throne without the physical dimension, you know, fully alive in the spiritual dimension. They are praising and worship. But that their praise and worship is not a sacrifice. It is a natural response because they are in front of the throne. Right? They are in front of the throne. My goodness sake, for goodness sake, they are in heaven. And obviously, they are going to praise and worship. But it is not a sacrifice of praise. But we who are living on this earth, facing loss and disappointments and pain and things that we don't understand. And when we learn to guard our heart and turn our affection towards him and say, Daddy, you're good and you're faithful. 
It becomes such a powerful weapon. Let me tell you, out of experience I'm telling you, that that kind of sacrifice of praise breaks hopelessness. Breaks fear. Breaks anxiety. Intentional praise, intentional worship, turning your affection towards God, fixing it on who He is. You're not able to understand what's happening, but still you're praising God and you're lifting up your voice, you're opening up the mouth and saying, You are good, you are good, you are faithful, you're faithful. And that's a sacrifice of praise. And it breaks hopelessness, it breaks fear, it breaks anxiety, it shifts the atmosphere. And driving deep into the word and making you convinced about certain things deeper than ever before. And you rising strong again and pursuing the things that God has called you to pursue. See, this is how uh, we deal with loss and disappointment. Uh, it is okay to be disappointed, but it is not okay to stay disappointed. The hope is real. The hope of the gospel is real. The hope that we have in Christ is real. Okay? So, uh, see, usually people comfort when we face a loss, especially of a loved one, we say, oh, don't worry, finally that per person is in a better place. Finally, they are in a place where there is no pain. But Bible do not say, you know, let, let's see uh, what Paul writes to people in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 13, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So there are two kinds of sorrow. One is sorrow with hope. The other is sorrow without hope. So people who do not believe the gospel, who do not know the gospel, all they can do is be sorrowful without hope. But we can grieve with hope. What is that hope? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Look at the hope. The hope is not that, oh, they are in a better place right now, don't worry. No, no, the hope is if God raised Jesus from the dead, then God is going to raise everyone from the dead. Whoever has fallen asleep in Christ will be raised from the dead. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. So there is a generation who will be alive and remaining until the coming of the Lord. Okay. 
there is that generation that we are talking about. Those who are alive and remaining until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. Then the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, transformed together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So comfort one another with what? With the hope of resurrection. It is the hope of resurrection and hope of God's goodness. That is our point of comfort. Not that, you know, they are in a better place. Don't worry. No, 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 no. No, what is happening right now in this earth is not right. And that is why God brings resurrection into this world. It's because ultimately everything has to be redeemed. The physical cosmos has to be redeemed. God is not saying, okay, this world is like this. You all die and come to heaven. We'll be having a jolly good time there forever. No, 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 no. That's not how end is going to be. End is this physical cosmos being transformed by the resurrection power of Christ. Otherwise, there is no gospel. Otherwise, there is no hope. Oh, let's die and go to heaven is a religious hope which is not founded in scriptures. Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. And he is calling us to partner with him. He's calling us to partner with him to bring that reality on this earth. So such loss and disappointment, you should understand something. See, difficult circumstances. Reveal our real level of faith. Difficult circumstances, it, it exposes where we are. It exposes how much we have built ourselves. We might be thinking we are having faith. We might be thinking we know it. See, uh, in life, we often, as teachers, we talk about something. We say, teaching doesn't equate learning or knowing. Just because the teacher has taught algebra doesn't mean the kid knows algebra. Teaching doesn't equate learning. It's true. We might have taught 101 things, but that doesn't equate knowing because knowing is an experiential process. Learning and knowing is an experiential process. That is our true knowing. So difficult circumstances reveal what we really, really know what we have really, really ex uh, learned through experiential process, it reveals that it reduces to our real faith. So it's a good exposure. And we know, okay, this is where we are. So we need to build through experience, through experience, through experience. We should ask God, God, I know you're, this is truth, but I am 
my level of experience is this i want to experience it i want to experience your reality we cry out oh we have been absolutely united with god our union with him is absolute so if our union is absolute life should be the only legitimate result so when life is not manifesting we need to ask what is stopping the flow what usually is stopping the flow is a religious idea our traditions our culture these are the things that are stopping the flow of life so we go and repent we say i'm i i refuse to partner with the spirit of unbelief i refuse to partner with the spirit of accusation i refuse to build a case against god and you turn to daddy and say daddy but i'm hurting in this place i'm i'm having immense pain and you take it you keep taking it you keep taking it to him you know probably multiple times a day you need to do it but you need to do it till your heart is filled with his peace till you hear his voice again where you believe again and you hope again and you need to build from that place again and get strong up strong again and back on your feet pursuing what god has called you to do and i'm telling you when you learn to do these things god will turn these evil things that enemy meant for our good and our greatest point of disappointment disappointment would become a greatest point of breakthrough david strengthened himself in the lord and it became a point of his breakthrough that's what i wanted to share oh hope it gives you some framework of how to uh step into these things see psalms it's full of that it's full of processing pain and disappointment most of the psalms are only few psalms are fully praise psalms coming from a place of exuberant joy and oh something like psalms 100 and things like that but most of the psalms you know it is processing pain and disappointment and you would find the psalmist being absolutely absolutely raw and honest about the situation about god and about others and about himself and at a particular point you would see the atmosphere shift you would find him saying but you o oh god you are my shield you are the light you are my salvation but you o oh god you have been merciful you have been faithful so he will shift his focus and then but you oh god and then it will go into therefore i will rejoice therefore i will hope therefore i will sing praises therefore my flesh shall rest in hope so but you so these two things are important as much as you're absolutely raw you have to come to this place uh but you oh god then therefore i will 
see these two it's our choice to make yeah so do that may god give you the strength as you go through these very very tough and extremely difficult situation and circumstance yeah uh always remember why jesus became flesh and blood okay hebrews 2:14 in as much as the children have partaken of flesh and blood he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage see fear of death leads to a lifetime of bondage oh my goodness that's so true fear of death fear involves torment fear involves torment perfect love casts out fear fear is paralyzing fear is crippling people fear of death so it's so important that you need to know why he became flesh and blood in as much as the children have partaken of flesh and blood he likewise partook of the same that through his death that he might destroy him who had the power of death and set all those people free from the fear of death rabala hara kula brantere meshile radula manahatu regele hadeni mena krubanta rabal banahal dunu regel albinie ragadal ko rabappa neledelba nigedentu regedelba nibaraba hantine ko shiambra hatadala hantene kidie labri lala albo ragadal manadu dibidiyanta degedede Father we come to your presence we open our hearts we pour out our hearts to you and we stay there until you speak until you comfort until you restore us we thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness in our lives that we will celebrate that will continue to celebrate all the days of our lives in Jesus name Amen 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 um thank you for generously giving uh and we've been able to help quite a few people in our community uh during these extremely difficult times we thank you for your generosity and we thank you for your continued prayers uh and support in this time god bless you thank you see you all soon